year old. I sat for about 10 minutes trying to look for a quote for the start of this week's episode. And I remembered that I didn't find last week's quote. I opened up a book that didn't even have a front cover to a page and there it was. So really it found me. So I'm not going to sit here and force it and try to find something. So the first thing I'm going to say is... Welcome to episode 2 of So You Want to Be an Artist. The only podcast is for the artists, by the artists. Uh, One of my rules last week was, everybody's perspective is valid. Everybody's opinion is valid. And even though that was one of my own rules, it's easier to believe than it is to apply. Um, So I have to say thank you to everybody that listened, thank you to everybody that shared it, shared their stories with me, um and bought into this whole idea of what we're trying to accomplish with this podcast. It's nice to know that, to me, my opinion is valid, but also to other people it's valid and apparently important and necessary as well. So big up everybody who listened and shared it and all of that good stuff. Now the flip side of that is that for the last couple of days I feel like I've been on a come down because I've been trying to... I've. It's, like, it's real now. It's, it's, this is actually a tangible thing that I thought of and I executed and it resonated with people. I didn't plan any further than that, to be honest. Um, it was kind of just throw it up in the air and see if anyone catches it. And a few people did and now I've got to play ball and I don't really know the rules. Um, so I've been sat pulling my hair out trying to figure out Okay, what should a podcast sound like? How should it be structured? Does it need music underneath? Um, What's going to make it interesting? How do I keep the audience's attention? Um, And it's all of these things that I was trying to put together to make sure that every single week I had a piece of content that resonated as much as the first piece of content did. Um, That kind of made me realise I was comparing myself to things that I was watching. So I was watching things like the Joe Rogan experience and and I was watching that and I was like, this is just effortless. Like these it's structured but this is so fluid and I I'll never be able to do this. And then I realised I was watching episode seven hundred and forty five and I was like, Oh, okay. That makes a little bit of sense. I'm watching the 745th episode and comparing it to my second episode. Um, And that just made me see that the pursuit of perfection is one that should last a very, very long time. Um, And in fact, it has to be a journey and it has to be a lot of mistakes and it has to be falling down and getting back up and learning and crafting what, I can make this into as good as it should be. Um, The pursuit of perfection should be one that you chase and chase and chase and chase until you can't chase anymore. So if it takes me 60 years to perfect this podcast, to me that's a good thing because at least we all get to see a journey from start to finish. And at least we get to see identifiable flaws, um, areas that we can approve and and that's 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 all art. Art is a process. It's not a product. So I need to let go. Oh, I I learned that I needed to let go of my expectations and my comparisons to the people that I wanted to be like, and really just just let it be as it is. So that 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 was the first thing that I learned this week and has been playing on my mind all week about how to make this as perfect as it could be. Um. In between, I I just figured that, and I, I, I've been arguing with the idea as well of how dedicated am I really to podcasting and to talking, and does it take precedence over my creations? And th- that got me thinking of how how do you define dedication to your art? And there was a big part of me that was saying, lock yourself in a dark room, watch podcasts until your eyes bleed and you fall asleep and you start hallucinating. Um, research, research, try, fail, experiment, all of these things. And then there was a big part of me that was saying, 
get don't even go in any dark rooms go out and experience go out and live go out and figure out what you like what you don't like what inspires you um, go out into the field and accumulate as much knowledge as you can so you can bring back and give the most honest creation and talk about art in the most purest way from how you felt about the week. And I figured that, again, that's a, that's another lesson that I can put towards art is because is it really dedication to your craft to be sitting in a room completely solitary if we're going to say that art is about expression and about feeling how much can you actually feel when you lock yourself in a dark room frustration maybe because you can't get whatever it is you're trying to to get locked down you might hunger desire because you know that you can sit in that dark room but ultimately what's more important for me is to be out experiencing life to then identify more about myself and learn more about myself through living and through the world to understand what it is I like, what I don't like, what kind of messages I agree with and what kind of messages I want to relay to people. So that was another thing that I had to deal with this week is dedication. What does that actually take? Does it take solitary hours or does it take a, a normal life with constantly looking through an artist's perspective and how can I take every experience that I'm experiencing in the present and bring it back and put it into a tangible product? Um, so how I decided to live was sit in the dark room for a good 10 hours and watch a documentary called Making a Murderer. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's it's an incredible story, as as tragic and as disheartening as it is. It's a fantastic and one of the best displays of storytelling, documentary storytelling, um, and also a great window into the way that different human beings work. If you haven't seen it, I won't spoil anything. But what it made me realise is that the justice system, which is an industry, isn't designed to seek out truth. That had me thinking of, well, okay, let me apply that to, to my life. Does... Does the music industry seek out truth? And the, the, does the movie industry seek out truth? And, and does any creative industry look for truth? And more time it's not. So this, the thing, the thing that I took from it was that I, you just have to, when you're creating, you have to seek truth. That's, that's, if it's truth about yourself, truth about society, truth about the way things work, truth about how you feel, you just have to promise that if you're gonna, if you're gonna try and be an artist, one of your primary goals and inherent thing that drives you has to be about seeking truth of some sort, because there's too many people in this world that want to push a product or they want results. They want products and they want results and they want end goals and they want margins and they want profits and numbers, but they don't care if the truth gets them there. If selling a lie or selling injustice gets the numbers that an industry wants or aims for, they don't care if it's based on a lie. They don't care if it's based on a truth. They just want, they just see the numbers. They don't see, see the, the intent behind it. Something that's so important that I feel is so lost is that we, we struggle to look for truth and we, we struggle to strive for truth, for honesty. I think that's important, man. I feel like we have to, we have to look for truth. That like the truth is, <sighs> but yeah, that documentary series was, uh, was, was pretty mad. Um, in last week's episode, I, I've listened to it back and I realised that I sounded sure. I was very certain, um, but only about the stuff that I know. Last week's episode was all about stuff that I already know. And the future episodes moving forward with So You Want to Be an Artist is all about exploring the things that I don't. 
Um, last week I had the answers and every week going forward I'm looking for them. And I feel like the only way we can find those answers is through the perspectives and experiences of other artists. So I've invited one of my favourite artists from the UK, someone who I believe has immense potential, somebody who I think is really going to be important for the culture not only just in london or the uk but worldwide somebody who i think is going to share their story with us today and help us try understand a little bit more about what it means and what it feels like to be an artist i want to get into one of his songs before i introduce him i look upstairs and no one's there i try i try just love me, oh, I shed some tears If only you cared, I'm hopeless Say, Lord, no, stop scared Cause I don't know where I would be Five winters from now, just hold me down And trust in me, make my song sweet Make my song sweet I know, I don't know, no Slightly, I've actually picked that up myself. I've been sat in here, I was like, put the podcast out on the first, sat in the studio and made beats on the second. I was like, this really is like a new me. Yeah, I feel like... 100%. How was your last year? I don't know how to feel about it, you know, because, like, when I first, like, in two, end of two, 2014, I made, like, uh, I made Home and that, and I released it, and it done so well, and there's so many people just kept asking me, like, for mixtapes or a project, and I didn't have nothing there. I had, like, two songs, so... This year was more of putting in the groundwork. Well, last year was putting in the groundwork. And hopefully this year is... You, I can show you what I'm on, really. Personally, how was two, 2015? It, I had my ups and downs. I lost, like, three jobs. And, yeah, lost a couple family members, close friends and shit. But that's what it is, really. That's life. You've got to get over it. Music-wise, yeah, it was all right. I did my first show in February. That was sick. Yeah. That was actually mad. Like, Where was it? How many songs did birthdays. you have? I had, like, four or five. They were so shit, though. I did one song good, I, I believe. I did Faith good. And then and Home, that was all right. But I wanted my first show, I wanted to play all of the stuff, but I wasn't capable to do that because I didn't really know about the live aspects of performing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot that goes into it, like, and... Uh, did I've you kind of not give it as much respect as it deserves? No, I, I did, but 
at the same time, I didn't know how it would be because I never performed before that for anyone. And I wasn't really the type to be... I used to fuck up words in school plays and shit when I was younger, so I wasn't really, like, a public speaker or anything. So it was a bit mad going into that. But it come out... I, I believe it went well. I see some of the videos, but... I think my best show was the one in Scotland. That was another highlight of the year because I went to Scotland in May. Me and Marco just went up there. We went to Glasgow. It was sick. I think that was my best show because I was like the right level of drunk. So I was playing some <laughs> mad, mad shit. Like in my songs that I even played before, I was using different like scales and chord progressions and shit. And it was it was actually like that, I, that's one of my favorite shows I've done. Alright, cool. Like the first question that I said that I'd ask every person that comes through here. As a as a someone who creates that I respect, what is art? What is art to you? What is art to me? Art to me is doing what you're best at really and making sure you put your all into it and something where you can say, all right, cool, this is what I'm good at and this is my view of things. So if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But this is my perspective and this is my output of what I'm giving out to like, the world. What do you think makes you the artist that you are? What makes... That's a pretty hard question. I don't know. I'm just myself, really. I think that's what makes me more... I'm, like, my personality is a bit, like... It's not... It doesn't reflect of what my songs like, portray of me. But it's because I don't like talking about my problems to anyone. Like, even family members, I don't talk to no one about anything I find it really hard to do it because I feel like it's a weakness I feel like they're getting one up on you if you tell them that like, what's bugging you or that like, what, what scares you or anything so I keep it all to myself and I just let it out through my song so that's my output of things so music is like you're kind of running away without ever having to leave anywhere yeah I mean that's to me that's the things I spoke about last week is um know why you're here and that sounds like you know that the art is just the way you express yourself mm. like you don't want to talk about it but you'll sing about it and I feel like that's such like a it's such a weird thing to comprehend about how you won't talk to the person in question or something that makes you feel that way but you'll sing about it and tell the whole world why do you think that is? I don't know man I just before all of this I was just making s stuff for myself so when I actually got the courage to like release a few things and it done well, I thought, uh, not that I have to do it, but like it helped a lot. And other people giving me like praise or something, the feedback, like just even like when I, first, when I got my first 100 views, I was like, right, like 100 people like played my song. Like this is crazy. It just made me feel better, like getting nice messages from people like, oh yeah, you helped me at this time. Duh, duh, duh. It's just mad, like I can't believe my my pain and my story is helping other people get through what they're going through at the time. So I think that's one of the reasons why I make it now. I, making my stuff recently, I'm more thinking about other people as well as myself, so. What are you thinking about, about how it's gonna impact them or how um, you can adapt your art to suit other people? I've, yeah, the second one. Because I don't really think... I talk about other people's problems as well in some of my stuff, but it's mainly myself and how other people... Like, I've got a song about gambling. Like, I was a really bad gambler, like, two years ago. Like, I haven't been gambling for, like, a good year and a bit now. I think last, the last time I gambled was on my birthday last year in June, so, yeah. And then, yeah, I've got a song about that, going bookies and shit, so... <laughs> I think people, there's other people, like my brother still gambles and he he's bad, like, but I know he will hear that and be like, right, like, I, I can feel like what you're saying because you've been in there with me doing this for like, for ages. Is it a kind of healing process for you to make the music in a dark room by yourself? But then are you trying to give that same kind of relief to other people as well? Is that what it kind of becomes? Yeah. It's like a, I won't say healing, it's just it's like finding solace in something. I like, I like listening to loads of music and like, I do like a, a bit depressing music because it does like, 
it hits home more than these happy songs out here. I do like like happy songs and that, but I connect more with songs that are made in like how I make my stuff. So if it's like the same kind of flavor, I do like. Is it resonate? Is resonate the word? Yeah, yeah, resonate. Yeah, I, I resonate with it more. That's that's like the best word. Do do you think that art has to be depressing? Do you think that art can come from happiness? It can definitely, most definitely. Like people find their inspirations from a lot of things. I find my inspirations from any. I get inspired at dumb times. Like I heard Eminem's album for the first time. Well, his first one. What was it? Infinite the, or Slim Shady LP? The Slim Shady Marshall. LP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that for the first time like last year. Obviously, I heard the singles last when I year. Done, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> nah, I, I miss out on a lot of music. Like Lauren Hill, like yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Hundred percent. Like even I ain't seen the Lion King. I ain't seen the Lion King. I never oh, seen nah, a Disney we're, film. We're cool then. Alright, cool. <laughs> 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 Fucking yeah, I heard that and I heard that '97 Bonnie and Clyde song. I was like, rah, this is sick. And then I got inspired and I made a tune. Like I get inspired from weird, weird places. I think mainly artists. I think if you, if you make art and that's that's what you do, I I reckon there's something wrong with you. Hundred <laughs> percent. A lot of these artists are depressed because when all their friends are going out having a good time, they're they're inside working on their craft just knowing one day it'll pay off. Me, I ain't found that balance yet. I'm still out here every weekend. Like, I ain't, <laughs> I, I'm out here like I don't really care about music, and like, it's bad because I should. Cause I know, like even my friends come up to me all the time, and be like, "Bro, like, what are you doing here? Like, you should be at home, like, making songs and that." But I can't be arts for it, man. Sometimes, like, I can't work under when people. I feel like now, cause people actually like or like want to hear some things from me. It's hard, cause I feel like I have to work for them now. Like, I gotta. I actually have to make a banging song and put it out and make people like it. And then there's so much like riding it. Like, I can't just drop a song. Like there's so much that like, people have to like set up. Like not even PR. Cause I used PR for the first time for this last single. But like we have to make sure the release is proper. It's released on the right thing. Like all this rubbish. Well, you could just drop a song if you like. I, liked I it. could just drop a song, but then again, I don't want to get slept on. I think that's one of my my things. I don't want to just... It's quality over quantity. You have to make sure you do it at the right time. You just keep dropping song after song, mixtape after mixtape. I won't care. Like, Gucci Mane got so many mixtapes, I haven't listened to one of them because there's no point. You have to filter through so much shit just to find a banger. So it's, it's no point. So One of my points in the last podcast, because um, I know you said you didn't listen to it, you pagan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he said, yeah. He said he didn't listen to it, yeah. One of my points was quality comes last. And the thought process behind that was that if you sit in a room and you aspire for quality, you're going to fail every single time because quality is a myth. It's relative. It's relative to whoever listens to it. So the best thing that you can hope for is to get in a room and aim for honesty, authenticity, emotion, feeling, and then quality comes as a byproduct of all of those things. So when you say you have to put out a banger every single time, it's like, I feel like with you, you you're making bangers every single time because you don't even care about music, essentially. You just care about expressing yourself and you care about talking about how you feel. So that means that every song is a banger or has the potential to be a banger because that the soul is there. Yeah. So I don't think you have to worry about all of that stuff because with your music, the emotion translates regardless. It could be a acapella. Mm. Like... And then everything around that is, is additional and, and makes it even better. But I think even just the skeleton and the soul of your tracks, everything's a banger. So I wouldn't even focus too much on the whole, I need to make sure that sonically it's a banger because it's there already. You've got it. Everyone knows you've got it. People tell you it's helped me through blah, 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 blah. So you just need to worry about putting whatever you've put into your tracks so far emotionally into the tracks going forward. 100%. No, I hear what you're saying, man. I, I, I kind of lost that spot. I ain't really open. Last beat I made, it's not my next single, but it's like, I made it like two months ago. Yeah. I ain't really open through But Is that because you just ain't been feeling nothing? I ain't been feeling that. I only work when I'm inspired. I can't force myself to work. I, that's what you're saying, like, oh, lock yourself in a room. I can't do that. Like, 
that's that's long. Uh, if it if it if I feel inspired and if I want to create something, I will create something. Other than that, I don't want to hear nothing about it really. But when you say uh, an artist, like people say, you should be at home and shit. Like for an artist, for a true artist, they need to be out experiencing stuff so they can see shit and be like. I don't like that. Wait, I actually feel something. Let me go home and make a tune. Mm. I agree with you. I don't think that people should lock themselves in a room. I feel like they should go about their day-to-day thing. And then when it comes to the nighttime, then you're like, oh, let me reflect on the day and see how I felt about the day. So I feel like when you say that you you haven't found that balance, it's because that balance, again, is a, is a myth. Like, it's, yeah. it's a lie. What balance? You just experience and then put it all into a fucking song or whatever. Hundred percent, you gotta experience that. I think that's why I got my new job start tomorrow. Yeah, that's the thing. You're gonna make the best fucking music now because you're gonna be so frustrated. You're gonna be like angry every single day that you have to wake up, and that will make you like music even more. You think? No, I'm not gonna lie. All my <laughs> jobs, yeah, I always think about like making tunes when I go home. I get home, I'm just so tired. I got other sh- stuff to do, so. I don't know with that one because I do want to make tunes when I go home. I go home and try and make something. It's, I just get bored. I got a very very short attention span. Yeah. So then I try it, to keep this chat. No, short it's, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> no, like in regards to me actually doing things. Yeah. So yeah. it's mad, but hopefully this new job makes me get some hunger about me again. Because right now I got way more different priorities. Music ain't paying me mm-hmm. or yeah. anything. It should, man. God willing. Definitely. I Um, just think, nah, I've got to think about, nah. Even my family, like, I've got cousins. I was like, bruv, like, cool, you can make a tune. What are you doing now? Like, your mum needs to come back from, but my dad was ill, like, in summer last year. I didn't have peas for his flight back. My sister had to pay for that. My brother had to pay for that. They look at me like, raw, big 21-year-old. Can't get drop a few hundred pounds for your dad to come back. That's why I think, what's music really doing? I got, I got to make this money somehow, because at the end of the day, they're, they're all that matters. They, they're who I essentially make my, my songs for. And if it does blow up, they're who I'm going to sort out first. So I can't really think about, oh, oh it's going to pay off now, like later down the line. I don't know when it could pay off. It could pay off like 10 years, five years down the line. I'm not, try, I'm not trying to make music for five years and not make, see my people than me. I'd rather, provide now and worry about this other extracurricular stuff later is that what they think about like our oh, big 21 year old is that what they think or no, is that what, what they, you think they think that's what I think they think like, I got I got I got friends that like they're just about money and providing for their own so when I see them like actually doing things for their family and doing stuff for like their loved ones it makes me think raw like I need to start doing this for my people then Financially? Not financially, it's just, just being there. Financially is a big part of it. But it's just like being there, man. Like there's sometimes like there's some family functions I can't even go because I've got studio and shit. And I, with me, with my studio, I only go like once a week. Like it's at like, weird times. Like, I don't really go like every day. Mm. So I, when I, I have to be there and get stuff done because. Otherwise, I just feel like I'll just get in a mad state and just not leave the house or nothing. To counter that, though, for the bigger picture of your family, sometimes you have to suffer the short-term losses of not being able to attend parties, missing birthdays, being broke, and relying on their love for you to understand that you're trying to build something to the point of being able to give them whatever they wanted, uh, whatever they want and whatever they need, ultimately. What do your parents think about your music? They love it, man. My dad's a musician as well. Yeah, he used to play guitar in one band time ago. He could have been big, he says, but he said someone stole his songs and shit, but he just gave up. But he didn't give up. Like, he was playing in pubs and shit with his mm. bandmates. But they're cool, man. He got sick equipment. Like, I'm just waiting to go and snatch that from him. <laughs> FedEx it down. So right. what... Th- th- have you had this conversation with him? Yeah. Does he tell you take it seriously? He does, he keeps saying, he likes my rapping more, to be yeah. honest, I don't know why, yeah. All my family like my rapping more, everyone keeps telling me, oh, rap, rap, I'm, like, oh, man, I'm not rapping. When I was rapping, it, was, it wasn't nice, <laughs> it wasn't nice, like, everyone just looks at you, as soon as you say it's rap. Even some girl said to me, like, my mate, he showed, when I first made home, he showed my song to some girl in his uni, and she was like, oh, yeah, he was like, yeah, hey, listen to my mate. Like, 
she's just like, it's not rap, is it? And I was like, she was like, oh no, it's not. He's singing, he's singing. He's like, like it got rap, got like some stigma towards it, unless you're really sick or American over here. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. <sighs> it's one of those questions. Like, if we knew why in it, it wouldn't <laughs> have that stigma towards it. Yeah. Maybe because for so long, a lot of people have just been rapping for rapping's sake, or trying to pop or trying to be American, yeah. or trying to be really sick, as opposed to rapping with emotion or whatever, or feeling. So maybe it's like, people see it's gimmicky on the most part, apart from the people who are doing it properly. Um, I just kind of feel like, if your dad used to be a musician, he would get it. And what? he would be able to tell you and put your mind at ease and be like, listen, like, short term, long term, my dad has like eight children. Oh, I swear. <laughs> yeah, fam. He can't. He ain't trying to blow like that when he has to eight mouths to feed. No way. Yeah. So you have to think about it. your family comes first, man. Other priorities. That's why a lot of people don't make it. I see bare talented people, like in life, like just meeting people and they actually have mad talents. Like they can sing all this madness and like they're better than me and shit. And I'm thinking, raw. Do something with your talent, and they can't because I, I feel like that piece of them died when they actually started working and started providing. They're thinking, "Oh, I can't go back now," but that's why I, it's mad because I need to find the balance. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want to get to that age where I'm thinking, "Oh, I can't do this now because I got these priorities now, and I can't afford to waste time and do that." So as I'm while I'm young, I'm not trying to make music for years and years and years. No way. I gave myself a specific time if I don't do nothing in that boy so you're saying you've got a cut off point if you ain't bust by this yeah, by this time you're I'll done. still be making music but I don't think I'll be going in as I would like now right. I wouldn't be out there I'll just be a little beat just for me to listen to I'll go back to where I first started when I was doing it and only I cared in Barbados yeah cool what don't you know better what don't I know better <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know man. I, what are you talking about I don't understand really yeah it was a song called I know I don't know no better yeah I know I don't know no better but like I, 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 it means a lot of things just to tell them like when I was younger I used to fucking do a lot of stupid shit not for me but to just to please other people, like I would go out and rob shit to go and buy a jacket because that jacket was in fashion. All this bullshit. So it's just, I don't know, man. I'm not proud of anything I done when I was younger, but it's just, it's, it's good that it happened and I got over it. Because at that time, I didn't know any better. I wasn't getting shown what to do. I was getting shown what to do, but I wasn't listening got told the same shit all the time, all the time, like, and it's got to the point where it wasn't even one ear out the other, like, I fully just used to switch off in front of my family, like, <laughs> like, literally, I was blank, like, it's happened so many times, so, yeah, but, no, that, that song was written from a young perspective, but there's people, don't get to say, there's people my older than me, still got that shit perspective on life, childish, the other day I went to a party on, what was it, like, just after Christmas, um, some you try to fight over balloons. Ten pounds worth of balloons. <laughs> you try to fight my friend over it. Some bullshit, bruv. Fred wave is a genre. Explain that to me. People was trying to box my music. Not people, it's just a lot of people just they don't know what they hear. Like yeah, I got certain things, but you see with grime, bruv, none of them grime artists can't make any other music really like that. Like. Skepta made that, remember when Skepta made that Turkish tune? Oh, yeah, but I didn't really listen to it. But <laughs> I remember when he did it. But still, I'm talking like deep, deep, mm -hmm. deep grime artists that man are in their radio every week. They can't come out one next day and make like some R&B song. Everyone's going to think their, their fan base, they built up, they're going to be like, right, what the fuck is this? Like, they ain't going to like that. So with me, I don't, I don't think I have songs that sound the same, but it works. It gels together. Like my album so far, there's no song that sounds the same but it still sounds like a sound. So 
that's what I said. Fred Wave is a genre. It was more of a jokey thing, but I wasn't really. I didn't really. It wasn't really that serious. But I genuinely think that is serious, though. <laughs> like for real. Like <laughs> home, it kind of changed. Well, it didn't even change really. It invented like a whole new soundscape for UK for UK music. It was, it was an addition to what we already have. I felt like it took elements from a culture that we know and love. Um, it took sounds and it completely flipped it and gave it like a whole new lease of life. That's how I felt. Do you feel like that's accurate? And secondly, like to follow that on, do you feel like there's anybody who's who's making music under the Fred Wave genre? No, no one's making music under my genre. Not really. There's a couple of sick producers out there, but with me, I like fucking with things that I... I didn't want to speak about it too tough, like how I go into like the creative process of how I make my beats, but it's mad, like, I got beats I ain't finished from like two years ago, and I'll finish them like next week, just because I got a different mindset. But when I made Home, that was mad. I remember it, it was like summer 2014, and I was just in my room, I smashed out like three beats, and then three beats are all on my album, like, like in like an hour, I smashed out like three beats, just not the whole beat, I didn't structure it, but like, I had the drafts of them, so I had like a 16 bar for each of them. Then I spent some time building together, and it was sick. These times that I didn't even know I was doing, I was just making beats just to make beats. I feel like that that was good for me. Cause I didn't I didn't even know Marco, I didn't know no one them times, I was just doing it. And then I didn't even know I could sing. And I just had them beats there, linked up with Marco. Try, I went heavy tracker studio. And then I tried to record Faith there, and it turned out shit. And then Marco heard it, and Marco was like, fuck it, I'm going to take it to one studio. Went to one in, uh, I forgot, I think it was Farringdon, one of them places. Went there, and then we got Faith sounding mad. I was like, bro, like, I actually made this song, right? It was crazy. And then all my old beats I went to, because I was rapping pre, like, prior to that, I come back to them and try to think of like, melodies for them, and got a couple songs. It's mad, though. I haven't written a song for ages. What's the main ingredient of your creative process? Main ingredient? Life, man. Definitely life. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad. How do you feel about taking risks? It's all about taking risks. If you don't take risks, you don't get a reward. Then again, depending on what risk you take, it goes for everything. I take stupid risks sometimes. And touch wood, nothing happening to me, but... You just got to know when to stop. You have to find the balance. I think moderation is like one of the main keys to life. Can't have too much of anything. Otherwise, you just get like addiction or you end up just fucking yourself up. Tell me about a risk that you've taken that's paid off. <laughs> Going on Instagram and finding the heavy trackers fucking studio, bro. If I didn't, if I didn't start paying for studio, I wouldn't be here. I'd probably be fucking doing some stupid shit. Very stupid. Like, all, prior to all this Fred Wave stuff, I was rapping, and then my mate come out of jail, he had a studio, but we didn't make no original songs, like, we just fucking was freestyling under American accents. We have, like, mixtapes worth, like, six mixtapes. All freestyles, yeah. I, I was thinking one day, I was like, bro, I come here, like, nearly every day, because he lived down the road for me, and we ain't made no original tunes. Like, we had the equipment, like, everyone had the skill, but I wasn't a producer at the time, so it was a bit hard, and, like, I didn't really know how to make songs or mix down, so I was thinking, right, like, i got to start putting money into this if I want to do something, so I started going to different studios. Like, I linked up with Luke when he was at MTA, went there, tried to sing a song, didn't really work out, told me come back, I didn't really go back, and then fucking I linked up with um, Trackers, rapping, 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 because I started going with my brethren, then I made Faith, and I tried singing, but I was so nervous in the studio, like, I couldn't sing, like, because they heard me speak crud, like, about life and all this madness. So I tried to sing, and I was just, I was worried about what they thought and shit, and then I just kept doing it. And then when I went and did Faith in the big studio, no, not a big studio, but, like, when I got Faith, like, actually people that actually, that could cater to, like, how I was sounding and knew I was, like, mm. a beginner, and I wasn't really, I didn't really get that nervous, because Marco had a lot of belief in me belief I didn't even know I, I didn't have it myself I still don't really have it myself he has the m main 
belief behind I think there's a lot of thing. people that believe in you yeah from the conversations that I've had there's a lot of people that believe in you yeah and get yeah. frustrated with you but <laughs> 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 no, it's true it's actually true but no Marco did believe from young from when I first met him and he still believes to this day and if it wasn't for him I don't think I'll be making the music I would be now if it wasn't for Marco I don't think I would make home bear shit like a lot of them songs there wouldn't have got created if I didn't actually go, put myself out there, start paying for studio, and put like actually go out there and be like, "Raw, this is like this is what I want to do now. I actually want to be a musician. I want to like put money into this art." So yeah, that's the main ri- biggest risk I took. Was to put money in. Hmm. To put money in. Yeah. I think that's the, yeah that's the realest risk, isn't it? Because that's the. the the tangible risk everything else is kind of circumstantial but when you actually have money that you worked for yeah. or that you had to do stuff for to then just give that up on like a, a hope or a dream or whatever that, yeah. is, that is the hardest thing I'm trying to figure out what the lesson is with Marco what lesson that, exactly that's what I'm trying <laughs> to figure out I feel like there's something like just show if you're making it doesn't matter if you don't even believe in it just show it to someone because someone will believe in it mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Marco has a good ear for music. Like, when I first met him, like, he backed out a Rubik's Cube. Imagine, I first met this Don, like, he backed out a Rubik's Cube. And at iPad, I was, I was like, rah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he ain't playing no games. And then, fuck, he was just telling me, he's showing me some artists that, because he heard the demo of Faith, I'll play it after, it's shit. I don't know what he heard, yeah, yeah. but he was like, oh, yeah, you kind of sound like this guy, but, like, it's proper, like, it's real, isn't it? Like, we can do a lot with this, isn't it? Prior to this, he didn't have no managing experience. Like, he was just a photographer, and these times he wasn't levels as he's levels now. Like so, we was just we was, it was just me and him together, learning, learning, and progressing together. And I'm here now. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that day when I went to go Lincoln. So that's it. I got to think about it. Man. Just show your shit to people. Someone will someone will get it, mm. even if you don't. It's mad. What are you scared of? Failing, bro. Scared of failing, but that the I feel like you're conflicted about what your failure is. I feel like there's a lot of places you think that you could fail. Yeah, it's bad. Right, right now my main thing I'm scared of failing is I don't want to be a bum. I don't want to wake up and I'm 30 with kids that I can't provide for, working in a job where I can't afford to get fired from it because I'll end up losing everything and just becoming. There's nothing wrong with being a normal person. Like, don't get me wrong. Like my, my parents, they made it in my eyes. They come from where they were, come over here, own stuff, built a family, built a strong foundation, and provided for their own. They're heroes in my eyes. And I see a lot of people every day. Like, it's not for everyone, innit? But I'm not destined for a normal life. I'm definitely not. From young, I always thought that like, this can't be it. I'm not I'm not waking up and I'm old and shit. Fucking hate my job. Angry at all the littlest things you just have arguments. It's not good for your health. Not good for your health at all. So I wanna make the most of it. I wanna put in the work now so when I'm them ages I don't need to worry about nothing. I got people to work and do shit for me. But just gotta put in the groundwork from now, man. And it's just about getting over like self doubt and shit. Cause I get a lot of that at certain times. Yeah, man. I think I've got something wrong with me, you know. Do you I think, think that it's in an artist, this is what I was going to say, do you think that it's in an artist's nature to be, I hate to put the, the word on it, but depressed. I feel like depressed is just such a shitty word that people can just put on anything um, that is sad. Mm. Like you say, oh, that music's depressing. It's like, what the fuck? This person's just expressing themselves and you fit, that it makes you depressed. Like, yeah. it's just a shitty word. But do you think that's in the artist's nature to be that way? To feel those things. Yeah, 100%, man. I feel like, with me, I can't really speak for any other artists because I don't know them like that. But with me, like, there's some days where I just can't, I can't be asked for anything. Like, I've gone, like, seven days, eight days without leaving my house. Like, not even getting fresh air. And then it's mad because when I go back out into the real world and I have to get on the tube, I've got, like, readjust <laughs> to the public. <laughs> like, it's mad. I hate the tube already. But now I'm on it, like, every day now. It's calm, but, like, I could I could go like a marathon with just chilling in my yard, not doing nothing. And c- c- it's mad, man. It just depends how I feel at the time, cause 
I nearly died in it like three years ago. I don't even want to talk about it. But I nearly died like three years ago. So like, and it was really traumatic. Like, and I was losing my hair and shit. So I get I, sometimes I get flashbacks of like how I was feeling at that time, and it makes me really sad. Mm. But you gotta get over it, man. Life goes on. Time heals all things. I don't want you to think that there's something wrong with you, though, because there's definitely not. Because uh, anyone who creates or is a, uh, I see as an artist feels those same things. Like, really does, can just sit in a room by themselves for like six days, yeah, and not even want to go out or have those things. Like, that's that's just the nature of it, I feel like. But I don't want to kind of generalize your situation. But I feel like a lot of people have those same things, and then that comes out in creation and shit. Thank fuck that there's something wrong with you in it, because at least we get this good shit that you're putting out, like silver lining. But you said I don't, I don't want to talk about uh, three years ago, but I want to talk about your mind when you said you had a near death experience. My mind, I, I didn't. I thought I was going crazy, man. I actually thought I was going crazy. No, I've, that day, that that whole year, it was mad. It was around this time, it was like February. A piece of me died, man. I only really got that piece back. It's, it's fucked. Like, I feel like I feel like things are getting back to normal, but I had to rebuild myself. I had to like this is why when I stay in my house and all that, I get the same feeling of how I was, and I got to readjust to the public. Like I actually, I thought I was going crazy. Like, I used to burn enough skunk at the time as well, and I dropped that out every time I smoked skunk. I get that bad anxiety attacks. Last time I smoked like, properly was in. Glasgow, it was loud still. Like it was, <laughs> it was screaming still. And I had an anxiety attack in the hotel room. Like I didn't sleep and shit. Like it's not for me anymore, man. So that's why I feel like I'm not the same. Like it's mad, man. I think that was the day when I thought, fuck this. Like I could go at any second. I gotta do something now. Before that, I wasn't doing shit. I was smoking weed, chilling, working part time, doing nothing. And then I'll, that's when when I nearly died. That's when I f- started making music again. So, in the way, I'm happy it happened. But in the same way, I'm not because that experience will always be with me. Mm. And it's sad, man. Uh, even after I don't even like talking to strangers a lot, really, unless I'm like intoxicated or drunk. Mm. Like, I just feel like, like I don't hate anyone, but it's just I'm not really talkative. It's a bit mad. So after this, I don't even think I'm gonna do another interview until like my album's out and people can hear my story through that. Mm. I appreciate you coming through though. I feel no like worries, it's man. important. Comfort zones. How do you feel about comfort zones? They're important. You should be out of your comfort zone all the time. All the time. Well, not all the time, but if you're not out of your comfort zone, how are you gonna learn other things? Like the other day, what was it? Last year, um, they had a those at No Show Oscars and them lot. And there was like a vice locking in in birthdays. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna stay in it. No one else stayed. I was just in there by myself. And it was chatting to bare people, like girls from like Sydney, all these mad, none of them are from London, <laughs> it's mad. <laughs> and it just hurt, none of them are from London, from mad places. And it was all right, like I got, I've never done that before. I ain't even been sitting all by myself. So to me to be in a, a, a club environment and that by myself, it was a bit crazy. Like. You can't look like a loner. I'm not gonna lie. For the majority now, I was by myself. But when I did, I chat to people. It was just like refreshing, cause you just want to know about them. You're not gonna just stay on your phone and talk to yourself. Mm. So yeah, being out of your comfort zone is good, man. Even me, I try incorporating my music as well. When I'm singing now, I don't know if you realize, but home sounds totally different to No Better. I made home two years ago. No Better. I made that like in August last year. My voice has got d- different, like, I'm changing. You sound confident on No Better. Yeah, No Better is mad, man. I made, that was the first beat I made on Ableton. That's right. <laughs> yeah, how man. long ago was that? How long did it take you to learn Ableton or learn how to use Ableton? I watched some tutorial, like, in a day, and then I just started fucking around with it. And I was like, I had it on Mac first, but I couldn't use it on Mac. I don't know why. Then I got on my PC, I mean, my laptop, and then I was just like, I can do this. So I started hearing some of the sounds and I heard the bass sound in No Better, the the, the chorus, and I was like, nah, this is mad. <laughs> so I started fucking 
fucking with stuff. Like, it's easy to, like, mod- is modulate the word? Like, it's easy to do that. Like, fuck with, like, presets and that. So Like, manipulate was, Yeah, manipulate. It's easy to, like, create on that. Like, sounds-wise, for free, like, you're, you're a bit limited unless mm. you've got VSTs and shit. I heard that Ableton's the best for, like, vocal manipulation as well. You literally just have your vocal and then there's just so many different ways you can fuck with it. Yeah, it's actually true. Actually, I want to learn how to like complete. I got a crap version now, so it's fucking up my laptop. <laughs> so I had to like my albums on there in it. So like my laptop nearly died like three times. So I had to like put it on Hoskins hard drive. Yeah. So now nah, he's just chilling with bare my samples, but it's worth it because if this thing dies, it's mad. I need to get a, I need to get a Mac, but soon. But pre-album. Yeah, pre-album. What do you mean by pre album? Like before, yeah, before, before your album comes out, yeah, just in case yeah, anything happens. Yeah, anything happens, yeah, 100%. Because if that happens, I think I'll quit. Like, I can't be bothered. There's so much stress nah, building. You. I've nah, never built a project before, so it's actually stressful. I never, I actually see producers and that. I held them high. Before, I thought, oh, it's just a beat. Like, that's it. Nah, bruv. Like, it's time. With me, I'm, I work slow as well. Yeah. Like, I get, I get that burst of creativity. I can't just sit sit down and finish a beat in a day. Like it takes me like a couple of weeks. It it varies. It could take me a week. It could take me a day. But yeah, I've never made a song and it hasn't taken over a month yeah. or like, at least four studio sessions. So it's a bit mad. Like, well, I even know better. It took me like three months to get done. Four months. Mad. What else is stressful about the the process of making an album? Probably get a lot of doubt. You make a song one month. Six months down the line, you'll make a better tune, and you just gotta realize, like, raw, like, what am I doing with this now? Like, am I gonna release it? Is it just gonna stay on my computer? Like, what's gonna happen? So, in in that sense, it's a bit crazy. Like, you don't know. You can't. It's hard to filter it. I thought, like, when I was younger, I used to make like mixtape covers. I used to like fuck around on Photoshop so I used to make like mixtape covers and like write the song names and the features before I even hit, wrote the song or like hit studio and, and you can't do that you don't know what you're gonna make I got a friend that he's actually pretty popping um, he he designs all the artwork he writes the song names and he writes like a synopsis for each song before he even records that's crazy it's mad like I remember I had a meeting with him when I was in LA the last time and he's like oh, I've got my album and then like he showed me the album yeah and I was like alright where's the songs he was like well, I haven't done those yet <laughs> I was like bro I just literally looked at all your artwork all of your fucking uh, like all of the, he just wrote, he just planned it out he's like yeah this is how I work and that was so different to me I was like that can't be but yeah. it worked that, that album was pretty good when it came out everyone got fucking different ways how to create yeah. I can't personally do that because when I when I look at it I'm thinking raw like this ain't getting done like this. I don't even know how this is going to sound. Yeah. Why am I naming it yet? <laughs> when you write, do you write on the spot? So you're like, you'll come in and then you play and you'll just kind of sing whatever you feel. Or do you, like my boy, he'll say, I want to write a song about this. Or um, saying, if I'm writing a song, I'll think about something that happened back when and then I'll kind of put it through that. Like, do you have that that thought process before you go in or does it happen when you start? There's thought process. Some, some. It's all different times. Different things happen. Mm. Uh, I've, I've written songs where I've made the beat. When I made Faith, I made the beat. I was making a rap beat. I, I heard the, the ding, 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 ding. I made that chord progression. I was like, "Raw, this is sick." Oh, close that project. Open up a new thing. Made that. While I was making it, I made the words to it. So that happened like that. So. Oh yeah, go answer it. Big up Luke. He just texted me. Yo, Luke. What are you saying? Um, yeah, but I don't think that one works. Ask him why he put a kiss at the end of the text message. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Why did you put a kiss at the end of the text message? <laughs> <laughs> He's a love. Um, sorry about that, but yeah, what was I talking about? Yeah, Faith made the beat. Yeah, I wrote the song there, and then the concept just... That's how I was feeling at the time, so I just wrote it like that, innit? This is like fresh after, man, just come out from that experience. But yeah, so made that. Then what happened? Um, Home made the beat, thought about what I was going to write about it to it, made the song because of how it sounded. No better 
I made I made a, a beat for No Better, wrote the lyrics, didn't like it, didn't think the beat could go any further. Started Ableton, this is like months and months and months down the line. Started Ableton, made that beat, just started singing No Better to it and it worked. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to put No Better on there. Then there's bare ways, man. So sometimes I get a concept, sometimes I just freestyle. There's bare times I've just gone in the studio and freestyle like the end of the, I can't tell you what I'm saying because I don't even know what I'm saying, bro. End of No Better, I freestyled. So yeah, it's mad, man. What, when you're like, I know, no, yeah, yeah. See, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I freestyled that. That's, how I, that's why I said you sounded more confident on that than you sounded on Home. At the end of Home, would you have ever just stood, stood in front of the mic and freestyled like that? Oh, no, this is better. I just chat shit and rap over one of my beats. <laughs> uh, Marco got a video in the archives of me just rapping while I'm recording Home, looking all malnourished and shit. It was fucked. Them yeah. times, they were crazy. Crazy. On home, why did the person, whoever you're talking about, drive you crazy? No, they died, didn't it? Oh, I swear. <laughs> they Talk. died. It was, a, it was a family member of mine. It wasn't like a close, close, close family member. But I was just thinking, like, raw. I saw my family, like, my cousin, and that like, really upset about it. Like, I've had, like, a couple deaths last year. And I was just thinking, God forbid, if this happened to one of my, like, close family members, the people I see every day and, like, I don't think I could cope with it, to be honest. I'm scared of that, in that sense, of that happening. And then I was just thought, I put myself in the mindset of uh, how are they feeling, innit? And if I, if my, one of my family members like that died, I would want to kill myself, innit? And join them, because I don't feel like I could carry on without my loved ones. It's mad, man. When I made home, I was in a weird place as well. Weird, weird, weird place. Gets you sometimes. I don't even like talking about it, fam. Man, I appreciate you talking about it, bro. For real. Are you a man of faith? Not really. I believe in God. Don't believe in fucking religion. It's bad, but obviously, obviously, religion is good because people do need something to believe in. If we didn't have religion, people would just be out here doing madness. People uh, believe in religion. They're still out here doing madness. Yeah, no. And they're For using religion. yeah, they're using religion as an excuse, but. Everyone needs something to believe in. I had this conversation with my friend like two years ago. He was like, bruv, like, if the people didn't have something to believe in, like, they're just lifeless. Like, imagine someone with no family, no nothing, and they're just out here working every day, coming home, no one's cooking for them, no one's saying, oh, how you been, da 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 But we'll get to you if you didn't have something to turn to, you know. We'll actually get to you. I think there'll be more fucked up people. Like, see, when people, all my mates in jail, and that's why people turn to religion in jail, because I, I feel like that's all they got. They went in there by themselves. They're essentially still by themselves when they're in there. Like, cool, you got your friends that will back you. But when they leave, bruv, they ain't, ain't going to write you or nothing. They ain't going to do shit. So that's what people turn to. Helps you meet new people and that. So in a sense, I don't really care about religion. But I don't I don't feel like it's bad. Like, I feel like people do need religion. But I just don't believe in it, to be honest. And I believe there's a higher power, but I don't believe... I don't believe in, like... Religion, man, it's fucked. Like, it's mad. If there's a if there's a heaven anyway, I doubt that ninety eight percent of the people I know <laughs> ain't going there. I'll buck you lot in hell. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be there, bro. I'll be there chilling. You said if there's a heaven, which means that you probably are uh, skeptical about skeptical that. Skeptical about <laughs> that. What do you think happened? I don't know. Because if you believe in a higher power, you believe that something happens. I don't know. I feel I feel like I, I believe in reincarnation slightly. I actually believe in that. I believe like once this my life's over here, I'll be born again. I do believe that will happen. I don't know what. I hope it's not something dumb like an ant or where a man just get rubbed out instantly. Like they say, that's long, actually long. Yeah, but I hope it's another fucking human being that's fucking shower in what they do and ain't fucking no boring prick. But yeah, man. What I'm talking about, I was just waffling. Good. This is what the whole <laughs> fucking thing is for. What artists are you rating right now? This is where you tell me you don't even listen to music. <laughs> I really don't <laughs> listen to music though. I can't. I heard it. I heard Shockers and Bass one other day. That was a tune. I I can't tell you what artists I rate because no one's really releasing a good body of work. I ain't really heard a great, great, good piece of body of work for ages. But in in, I don't really listen to a lot of art like tapes or shit. 
So it's hard, man. It's weird for me. For me, I got I got to have people put me onto music. Like, I'll be in my my mate's car. You like, oh, what you heard this? Put it on. If I like it, I like it. Like, then I'll go in and delve deep into the artist. But or other, I'll go on blogs and see who's popping and that. But with me, I don't really got time. I ain't really have time to listen to music. If I some, if I come like cross paths with it and I like it, I'll listen to it and just have it in my my SoundCloud likes. That's the, my main source of music. I I can't remember the last time I downloaded music, especially with Spotify, that evil, evil app. <laughs> this is horrible, you know. I fucking hate Spotify. It's actually horrible, but Imagine it's so you're great. Imagine you paid like zero, 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 one p for your song play. Like, I know, it's fam. actually mad. It's horrible, and people actually don't buy. I, Marco's telling me there's some guy that has a book and it's free, but people still buy it because he believes uh, the the whole thing about the book. He believes that if someone really likes something. They will purchase it. It's true. And support it. So, in a sense, I don't feel like it should affect people, but I'm I'm lazy. If I know I'm getting a free alternative, I'm definitely taking that one, innit? Because <laughs> I didn't work eight pounds to put it into your pocket. Alright, cool, I might like your songs, that's it. I don't like you as a person. I don't know you. Why am I helping you out? Not saying you shouldn't buy my album when it comes <laughs> out, but... That's the thing. You're not buying an album, innit? You're supporting the artist. That's yeah. how I feel. It's like I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna download this album anyway. But I'm gonna give you the money for it, regardless. Fucking, I'll come to your show mm. if you come. If I like you as an artist that much. But yeah, I haven't. I think like, I can't remember the last thing that I bought. I'm trying to think of the last thing that I bought. Actually, I did buy a Julie Adenuga's player compilation. Okay. Big up Julie. Put yeah, me on there and definitely big up Julie. Um, you had a song on that, obviously. Yeah. And the, yeah, I backed that because I was like, this is actually really good. I listened to it from top to bottom, and even artists that I don't even necessarily rate surprised me on that. So I was like, all right, cool. You proved me wrong. Here's my money. It's kind of like a fool. That's cool. That are, was one of the are there any people that you rate? People. Not necessarily music artists. That could be. Uh, I rate you. That's why I'm here. Uh, I rate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it could be an actor, movie director, author, um, a social activist on Twitter. It could uh, be anyone, yeah, who you think is like. He's a sick guy. Yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. want to meet Matt DeMarco. Yeah. He's sick. I, I ain't listened to like barely any of his songs, but his interviews are so funny. Like, I actually want to meet. He looked like he doesn't bathe. <laughs> he actually does. He just looks, he's so funny as well. That's the guy, yeah, he's just so happy all the time. Like, in, through his interviews, I don't really see him on a day-to-day, but I reckon he's cool. Who else that who has a positive outlook on life? I don't know. A lot of people are depressed, but they don't say nothing. Not depressed, but, like, they're upset with shit. Mm. I, I don't, I, I ain't really seen them on a day-to-day thing. It's just what they portray online. Some of these people, what they portray online ain't them. I'll tell you that for free. Like, online... I just chat shit. But if you know me, you know I real. chat shit <laughs> in real life most of the time. <laughs> so I'm. some people think they're some shower, shower, shower people online. It's just mad. That's why I hate the internet, really. I hate Twitter and shit. It's a horrible, horrible place. Do you think that that's why it's hard to identify any real integral artists because everybody tries to act like it's okay when really it's not? Definitely. Like, I was talking yesterday, I had this conversation I got some people, there's some artists I met through my studio, a new one called Duckcast. They're cool. They're like from, I think, I don't even know where they're from, but they, they live here now. They make like really happy music, innit? We were just talking yesterday. I was like, you know what? I can't, like, as an artist, you can't find anything wrong nowadays. Like, someone could be like, oh yeah, fucking, you have to like agree with everything. Like, you can't have your own say or nothing and like, voice your opinion because you just get fucking ridiculed and like demonised in the media and the media as much as I hate to say it they do play a big part in everything in the whole world so like you can't say anything bad about Caitlyn Jenner yeah you can you can't I can you can (laughs) boy (laughs) they're after you they're after you (laughs) come after me if if someone was to come after me for cussing Caitlyn Jenner then I would take that so I do not rate. I ain't got. I think she's a wonderful woman. Beautiful I think that cool, being. yeah, really brave, etc. What she's doing, what she's done, but at the same time, she's a transgender woman who doesn't support gay marriage. Like, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's it. Convo done. Yeah, but no, nah, people, 
this is the thing. We can have a say in it because if there's so many people having a say about stuff, you can't. It's like remember you watch like Recess. You ever used to watch Recess? Like one kid gets in trouble in the playground, and then they're all like, "I did it." No, I did it. Yeah. It's like if there's thirty people, yeah, who say they did it or who have an opinion, you can't chase them all. It's true. So it normally happens. One person stands up and gets demonized, and everyone's like, "Yeah, he's right," but I'm not gonna say nothing. Um, but when really we should all be like, "Yep, yeah, cool. He has an opinion." This is my opinion. Blah, 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 blah. That's how I feel. You know, I feel like I feel like everyone's opinion does matter. You know, this is funny because you say you didn't listen to the first. I, listen, episode, I told you I listened to the first five minutes. Nah, the first five <laughs> minutes it weren't even in there. <laughs> the first thing is, your voice is just as valid as anybody else in the world, and that was the point that seemed to resonate the most with people. So I feel like everybody battles with that. Was there any moment where you were like, nobody gives a fuck about what I've got to say? I'm just like, I'm just from North London. Any kid from North London. Yeah, I do. I do I, I, when I was like 16, 16 to 18 in college, I, did, I felt like that. But then I realised, raw like, after that, that experience happened, I realised, raw like, I've got to do something. Like, what's the point of me doing this and not saying anything? Like, I've got to say shit that means something to me and that can actually have an impact. I do strongly believe that everyone's opinion does matter and you have to respect everyone's voices because at the end of the day, who are you to be like, oh, you're not in my position, so you can't chat shit to me. No, it don't work like that. They're, they're, they have as much like weight in their voice as you do. Just because you're in a higher position don't mean that they, they're not worth nothing and their opinion doesn't matter. So yeah, I do believe in voicing and believing for like standing up for what you believe in and that like, you, you do hold weight in what you say and everyone's like powerful and kings and queens and all that fuckery <laughs> but I'm just chatting shit now nah <laughs> that's just perfect it's perfect it backs up my point which means that it's not a lie innit? it's true it's true man. regardless of how you ever you see yourself you're just as important as anybody else 100% well I'm gonna wrap it up because that's the perfect place to finish Follow Fred Wave on Twitter at Fred Wave UK. Fo- Do you have anything else? Fredwave.co.uk. Yeah, that's my website. Well, it's, um, big up Marco. He's at what you call it, and then Marco Gray and all that. Just Google us. <laughs> Just like it will pop up. Text him at 07. <laughs> uh, please, please, please. <laughs> my G. I appreciate it for real. I'm glad we finally got to meet after all this time. Um, you're gonna play us out. What, what, play uh, us out on, uh, the, on the roads. Alright, uh, cool.